Welcome to Worker Movement, a podcast dedicated to the working class, a podcast dedicated to raising class consciousness. This podcast is for you, for us, for the worker. After the Capitol was stormed, and we know that's Capitol with an O because Capitol with an A doesn't lose, Biden emerged victorious as anybody with a functioning brain expected. Trump then recorded a hostage video where he stated there would be a peaceful transition of power, and then all was right with American democracy. In the United States, democracy was designed and written by individuals who just believe that this is a gentleman's sport and there's nothing better than peaceful transfer of power. The basic idea was that everybody in a position of government power was going to be of the same class and the same class would always want to work together. We would persist the rules to ensure that the ruling class would continue to work together because the government would continue to benefit them. So nothing was actually written down because they wanted to have leeway to do whatever they wanted to do so that they could preserve their stake as the ruling class. That is exactly right. And that's why we have these really archaic, weird rules, like we talked about in the previous episode, where essentially if you can't agree on who's winner, we'll just write it down on a piece of paper and that's who the winner is, certified by the governor. So really at the end of the day, if you just want a contested election, you could just, if you wanted to, if you're Pence, contest everything and then let the governor decide how to certify the votes. Because at that point in time, it doesn't really matter because it's a conflict between the state and the federal government. And if the federal government's ran by you, well, there's really no conflict there. Yeah, the, the news spent a lot of time today being sure to say stuff like, well, today it's just a formality. It's... It's a parliamentary thing. It it doesn't nothing will actually change, but it's like, well, hold up. There's a very real scenario where one of the houses, either the Senate or the House, says, Yeah, this is fucked up and then it's supposed to be deferred to the governor, effectively in every state, to be the final decider. But like how the hell does that play out? Yeah. They get to write down on a piece of paper and put an envelope that's sealed. Literally. And then it's like, okay, so we have all this other rule set shit in place so that we can just open an envelope kind of thing. Ooh, I want to open suitcase number 32. <laughs> well, I think that comes down to the insanity in which, again, everything is written to be a gentleman's sport. And I say it in that way because it's it's assumed that if you win, you're going to bow out gracefully because you're a lord and the peasants accept you as your leader. And you say, thank you for my time in office. You won, sir, gentlemen, please take over. And what we're seeing now is that an individual who wants to cling to power is attempting to cling to power. But he fucked up a little bit because he didn't get enough backers who would support that. Right. He's attempting to run a coup like through the bully pulpit with literally nobody of any marginal intelligence following him. Yeah. Do you know what Putin did to stay in power? I mean, he had his entire Congress resign, literally. They all resigned so that he could get a new law passed saying he could be like he could pass through constitutional changes without them being there. That happened. And what did Trump do? He just got some junior representatives to say, I'll challenge the vote instead of why don't you contest the vote so much in the Senate so much so bad that the state governor of Arizona then has to go through and write down on a piece of paper who the votes are and you change the fucking votes to who you want to be. Now, that would have been. Some crazy ass shit that appears to be legal in the rules. Yeah, there, there's literally nothing that would have prevented the Republican governor of Georgia from literally signing the piece of paper that said, yep, Trump won. Like, that was the correct play. 
you don't ask the Secretary of State guy who has literally no power to just find 11,000 votes on a recorded phone call. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And again, this is because it's a support for the rich. You know, think about all the parliamentary procedure, right? It has nothing to do with getting anything done. It has everything to do with people not shooting each other in the face because they disagree with each other. It's like watching the the House of Lords in Britain and they just yell at each other all day. It's just a it's just a game because everything is done by, and this is going to shock you guys, by the staff. No. Yeah, the literal staff is who takes care of all the backdoor deals, and it's all political theater about which way they're going to turn. Do you really think that any Democrats going to stand up against anything Biden has to say in the first two years? No, not really. Are you telling me Nancy Pelosi doesn't know how to send an email and her staff does it? I'm actually going to go out here and say, I don't know if she does. I, I generally don't think she does either. I, I don't think she does. And, and I and I mean that. Like, I don't even know if she knows how to use a credit card. Quite honestly. What a credit card is. What's a credit card? Just just put food in my mouth and use my use your hand and make my jaw move up and down. Like Chuck Schumer still has a flip phone and everybody wants to hand wave and say, oh, well, it's probably due to security. Like, no. no, the thing fucking probably has an analog processor on it that can't handle the, like, modern spectrum of encryption and any, like, no, it has nothing to do with security. He's a fucking moron who hasn't taken the time to figure out technology because he doesn't have to. Because he's so bougie-ass rich that he can just have a bunch of poor people do it for him. I mean, there's a reason why all the staff live in the same house, because they can't afford anything else to live in. That's how they get shit done. There's, like, 16 to a house. They all realize they've made the terrible decision together, and their only opportunity is to band together to survive. And, and it's actually worse now because there's more of them because it used to be pages, but the Republicans kept molesting them, so they had to get rid of that program. This seems like a new sitcom coming to like CBS or something right after Young Sheldon. The these the DC single life of like of all that like instead of it being like the West Wing where they fall around all the fucking dickheads, they they fall around the stress of like interns. Okay, I'm gonna set the scene. You grew up in Texas, and Got you're it. marginally affluent, Good. and you wanted to go to law school, and everybody Good. around you told you that you need to go to an Ivy League school. Yep, so you I'm work you know, marginally hard, you're not a complete idiot, and then your parents basically bribed your way into Harvard, because I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean you don't have bad pedigree, because you, you, you didn't have to worry about the stress of eating, so your brain actually fully developed instead of shrinking a little bit because of stressors, so... You could actually comprehend some of the more complex things just from pure environmental, you know, stimuli. So you're not an idiot. No, nope. you go to Harvard. You you get your whatever your undergrad in some bullshit thing like political science, where you learn about I don't know the shirtwaist triangle fire or something, and you learn that oh that's when unions started, but then you become brainwashed and you think unions are bad for some reason. Then you go to law school. You become a you know constitutional scholar or some shit, and then you become an intern or something along the way for for Ted Cruz in your home state of Texas, right? God, that's the kind of guy that would spit in your mouth without you knowing it. <laughs> and you get to live with sixteen of your other closest classmates that also come from the same pedigree of Texas. Yeah, it's it's basically a bunch of like fail sons, but not fail sons and daughters getting together to just pitch their mid twenties just out the window. And your entire goal in life is to eliminate the Constitution from even existing so that the Senate can repeal slavery if there's an unlucky election. That's your goal. But in all reality, you spend all of your time writing, whereas, 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 oh, fuck. whereas. 
to rename post offices in some podunk bumblefuck shithole county in Texas. Yeah, whereas this post office hasn't been renamed since 1947. Whereas General so-and-so hated blacks. Whereas it's 1995. Whereas we resolve to rename the post office after the general. Let it be known. Because nobody in Congress actually does work, first of all, including most senators. Their interns definitely don't do actual work because all the real bills are written by industry and corporate interests. And, hey, we're lobbyists. You should pass this bill. And then it gets jammed into the CARES Act and everybody fucking votes for it because you can't politically not vote for it. And this goes back to the gentleman's game, right? This, this isn't designed to be a real debate. It's not designed to go out and throw shit at each other. That's why people hated Bernie and Rand Paul. Are they the same person? And should I compare them? No. But they're the same two people like Ted Cruz, maybe the third one. Who's that dickhead from Oregon? Talks funny. Is it that Oregon? Wyden? Wyden. He's like, he's actually left-ish. Yeah, but once in a while they get up in the grandstand and they piss and shit all over the process. And they throw the monkey wrench in and it makes everybody mad. Right? I mean, just the other day, during the $2,000 uh, stimulus check debate, he had a Democrat basically dunk all over Bernie and shut him right down. For the no, I'm sorry, it was the NDAA, right? They wanted to he wanted to filibuster the NDAA to get the two thousand dollar checks for stimulus in, and you had the minority speaker go or minority leader say, "No, no, thank you. We're going to um, help bypass the filibuster on this." Sorry, buddy. Boom, eighty to twelve vote. Yep, Bernie, Bernie take a seat. Thanks. Yep. We just gave money to Israel for some fucked up reason. We don't know why. It's like, what, $700 billion? Just mash it through. But we rebuked Trump, so that's all that matters. Well, I think the other part is that people don't realize, and this is a little off topic, that because of the gentleman's game, there's these cool rules that we're going to give um, Israel $900 million, but 95% of that has to come back in the form of arms purchases from a U.S.-based firm. So it's basically a, a handout through one country into another country to give $800 million back to the arms industry. Because there's some district somewhere that has a munitions plant that employs 200 union workers and they need that vote or something. And because they drop off these fat $20,000 plate purchases where they buy three tables at a fundraiser that never actually happens. It's just on paper happens. I want all my drone missiles made with union labor. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, again, it's a gentleman's sport. So uh, what we're complaining about is because it's real. Right. Laws are written by lobbyists because there's no real debate because the people that go to Congress aren't experts in anything and they get on committees in which they're not experts on the content of the committee and they appoint people to positions not knowing whether or not the individual is competent or not. I mean, think about voting for the head of the USDA and not knowing if that person's competent enough to handle agriculture. Have you farmed before? Have you farmed enough to qualify for a USDA farming grant? Should be the minimum qualification. (laughs) (laughs) Have you gotten a 4-H grant before to have livestock or the hell it is for the 4-H for a youth grant? Yes or no? It's that simple. Department of of DOE, DOD, have you ever filled out an SBIR before? Yes or no? Have you ever been to the Department of Education? Have you ever filled out a grant before? Do you know what it's like to try to do research? right? In urban areas. No. Have you ever lived in low-income housing? Then why the fuck are you part of HUD? If you have never lived in low-income housing, by the way, I have, uh, you do not need to be in HUD because you have no idea how to do urban development. 
Like you don't belong there. Like and, and yeah. these people have no idea what's going on. HUD, HUD is the uh, Gentrification Institute of American Capital. So for us aspiring DOE members, what's an SBIR? Uh, a small business. Uh, oh boy, now you fucked with me. Small business innovation. I'm sorry that you can't be the DOE leader. Fuck. I'm glad you got me on that one because it was the SBIR and the STTTR. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's small business innovation research grants. And then there's a small technology transfer research grants, STTR. And basically these grants are to go build a nuclear power plant test facility in the middle of fucking nowhere in Arizona, right? It's even better than that. It's basically to recycle research that's already been done into what's called a mill, an SBIR mill, in which your company can have like 50 of these fucking grants going on at one time and everything that you just give back to the government is just a different form that you gave to the other one so you go to the navy and then you go to the army you go to the air force you go to the department of energy you go to darpa and you do the same exact proposal except that you change a little bit of what it is and you literally give them the same results that's how you get gps so it'd be important to know something like that if you're going to be say the leader of department of energy yeah like knowing that nasa just doesn't do space travel because it's there's the aeronautical part of that one. Oh, that's what the a is yeah <laughs> i think so crazy these acronyms yeah and so, so knowing that they do stuff like i don't know efficiency for airplane travel i mean there's a lot that they do like NOAA. do you know what NOAA does the national oceanic and atmospheric administration they make those cool little maps that tell me where the fucking hurricane's gonna hit, right? Yeah, they also tell you where um, the shoreline is and how deep it is, so that you don't fucking crash your boat and dump oil everywhere like you do in Alaska. <laughs> That's only if you're Exxon, though, right? Exactly. Your BP, you spend your time in the Gulf, and it's fine. You just drilling holes everywhere. Yeah, Department of Interior. I mean, again, we can rattle this off all day. These individuals that are on these chairmanships don't understand anything because it's all theater. Because they go there to quote unquote represent you, but it's not you they represent, because you're not the actual person that got them elected. You got you got elected through basically legal bribery through campaign donations, and that's why it's a gentleman's sport. Because you go out and you vote for your winning team, and whatever team wins, you go hooray for, and you keep voting for the team that you think should win. Biden announced today, in light of all the protesting, that he is going to name Merrick Garland. Of I'm Barack Obama, and I want Merrick Garland to be on the Supreme Court. Callback, baby. To be Biden's attorney general. Yeah, yeah it, which is weird because it, he failed. And I don't understand this at all. Yeah, I don't get it either, man. It's it's like uh, he's getting put in there because he basically bore the cross for a couple of weeks and got his ass beaten and handed to him, and he lost and is not in the Supreme Court. It's kind of like you're the runner-up now, but is he really the person you want for attorney general? If you couldn't get through to the Supreme Court, do you really want a loser like that? I I, I don't get it. He, I don't understand. Ben, I think, and I don't really know this, but a generally successful federal judge, fine. Yep. Has he not a prosecutor. ever led uh, anything? I don't know. No, no, I don't think he has. I think he's just been appointed his whole life, just sat around, you know, doing nothing all day. It, it, it goes to his whole cabinet. It's... These positions, again, it's all theater. It's it's who can get the best bribery going. Peter Butterbar is your transportation secretary. I don't think there's a better example of the gentleman's club. It's a gentleman's club. Like, he lost because he fucking sucks. Like, he was mayor of a shithole town that arguably didn't have that much transportation. Even if he bought 40 buses. He, let's say that he helped buy 40 buses. South Bend, Indiana does not have public transportation. 
Have you been to South Bend, Indiana? I have not. It's a shithole. Sorry, well, South Bend. I already knew that because fucking Notre Dame was there, but... Yes, that's why I'm saying it. No matter what happened with Peter Butterbar, he has played the game well. Going from uh, a leftist household to CIA operative that went to Canada and did bread price fixing to South Bend, Indiana, that making the town absolutely worse, being a fail son in presidential primaries, and then somehow becoming... De- I don't know, the head of the Department of Transportation? I, I don't know. Transportation Secretary. Yeah. I, and so the, the model of, of a gentleman's sport even travels down to the state and local election. There's nothing in the state or local levels that even require debate or infighting. It's basically a popularity contest uh, because nobody gives a shit about local or state level. And there's no fighting. There's no debate. It's pretty much baked. Every year, the state puts out a bill that is your XYZ thing, right? It's your budget. And they're going to pass the same budget every year. They're going to have the same amount of money that goes from the lottery to the schools or, or to the environment. They're going to have the same taxes over and over again. Nothing happens because there's really nothing that they fight about. Because it's, it's just a gentleman's sport where they're just going to go and, and sort of do nothing. <laughs> have fun. With Biden effectively becoming president in two weeks... You're going to see the Dems have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And so much of the governmental process is based on these gentlemen's agreements. You have one party completely in control. They're going to go to their various special interests and figure out what sweetheart deals they want. And capital, as represented by financial capital, industrial capital, whatever power structures are in place in the Democratic Party, are going to advocate for corporatism that benefits them. And two branches of government that are responsible for drafting legislation are going to coalesce around whatever industry wants, and they're going to attempt to make that happen because it's all a gentleman's agreement. They're all agreeing that they're in power and they want to do shit to help themselves while they remain in power. And that happens at the local level too. So we're seeing the outflux of some, I'm going to say, radicalized Republicans as a result of them just being incompetent and riding this blue wave coming through and crashing them, where you're going to see different states adopt slightly different budgets to benefit their benefactors. And that happens every election cycle, but I think we're going to see it differently this time because both sides are understanding that they have to go out of their way to support their people. Absolutely right. And and I think capital knows this, especially when they hold the economy hostage, right? They say things like, uh, we got to create jobs and we need to get rid of regulations that's killing jobs and look how soft the economy is. We need to get rid of regulations. So they're going to keep saying that. We got to be able to lend more money. We need we need a better like, you know, um, financial window. We need bonds at different rates. What are the fuck this silly asshole shit they say? But they're going to see it all over the news. And that's how you know the benefactors are. Right, Biden's not going to raise taxes on the rich, even though he could on the 20th, literally could get rid of the filibuster, immediately repeal the tax cut. And he won't repeal a tax cut because someone's going to come out and say, well, it could soften the economy and the recovery is going to hurt. Right. And you're going to see that it's a gentleman's agreement because it's going to it's going to literally hurt half the Democratic Party's members because they all make over 10 million dollars a year, whatever it happens to be. Because they're all rich assholes, like Pelosi, right? They don't give a shit or they'd repeal it immediately. Like Biden should have his entire team immediately ready to go to sign executive orders to basically overrule every single thing. If Biden really cared, 
the day one he would label all gig workers as employees, right? That 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 he can do that. He can say from a federal standpoint, if you are a gig worker, you put more than four hours in a week, whatever it happens to be for Uber, you are an employee of Uber. Uber requires to give you, you know, benefits. But he won't do that. Just like he won't repeal offshore drilling, you know, bonuses. He won't get rid of the the trillion dollar handouts to the oil and gas. He won't. He won't reform police. He won't do anything because it's all a gentleman's agreement. He got in power. He knows how he got in power. Capital turned on Trump and the Republican Party. He knows who his people are, and that's the way it's going to be. For future episodes and to learn more about the worker movement, join us at workermovement.com.